Everything, everything is broken and weird today. Okay, I think that's working now. Great. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah, okay. Can you still hear me? Yes. Great, then everything is working on my end, I think. I am, yes. Okay, well, we'll start as well. Good. Awesome. <laughs> so how have you been, man? Yeah, man. Boof. It's it's been a really weird fucking series a. of months. Has to be it honest. been? Yeah, it really has been. It has, it's it's so funny because it's almost like a joke in that I think <laughs> yeah. we've 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 been saying this ever since we started chatting. Yeah. That things are sort of really weird. <laughs> It never gets any less weird. It just gets more and more weird. Exactly. It just gets more and more weird. And like, it's never, it's never a lie. Like, it's always true. No, that, that... no it's completely true. It, well, I, I, I do think there's a little bit of a bias to like feel mm. the weirdness of the present weirdness more ah. than the weirdness of the past. Because it's more ah. distant and, you know, like when I was in the middle of, Hellraiser, it was the weirdest thing I'd ever experienced. And yeah. when I was when I first did automatic drawing, that was the weirdest thing I'd ever experienced. I don't know, like have I experienced something this month weirder than that first encounter really? Mm, mm, uh mm. maybe. I I'd have to think about it. That's the thing. It mm. it's it really does seem like it's much weirder, but mm. but sometimes I think I think maybe I'm tricking myself a little bit there i don't know it's hard to yeah. figure out <laughs> also there's so many ways it can be weird you know there's mm. so many kinds of weird so many textures and flavors of this thing it's yeah. hard to directly compare exactly i i think that that is definitely part of it because um at least for me these last few months have been sort of weird in a in a non-sync way mm -hmm. and i think that's what's been weird about it is that i had spent a long time of my life really kind of i don't know navigating sync in a certain way and then suddenly and it was really like a sudden kind of change mm. it it's like i can't really deal with sync in the same way <laughs> that right. i did before in some way <laughs> yeah uh and and also like yeah, what you were saying about different kinds of weirdness that... Mm, I remember when you were telling me, I think it was when you were doing Hellraiser 3, mm -hmm. you were, like, telling me about a lot of, like, things that were happening in your life. And it, it like, it, it was so weird because even from the outside, it looked weird. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. obviously, like, maybe that's not so strange since we are both acquainted with this stuff so we can recognize it right, when we right, see right. it but i felt like it i'd never had this experience of i could see you in a sink storm yeah like dude, i I, for... I could see it from the outside and it was so weird like because i wasn't in a sink storm but i could <laughs> but see that every, yeah. everything in your life was like i could see your life kind of like you know you were sharing all these like photos and screenshots and i was like yeah, wow fuck, it's yeah. so weird how synchronicity is is felt from the inside but you can see it from the outside yes even when yeah, it, someone else's experience well know. because somehow it 
it does. I, I'm really realizing this now with with my sync work that that mm. there really is an aspect of objectivity to it. That's that's the whole thing of it, right? That's why it cuts so hard. If it didn't yep. have this like ultimate um, collapse onto a pattern that everyone can see, it wouldn't mm-hmm. have the same quality. It would just be. It would be more like any daydream or fantasy or dream that doesn't yeah. precog something <laughs> or relate to something else in a strikingly weird objective way like that, you know. Mm. It's like these films are shared dreams. So the so, so the patterns in them are shared. Mm. It's very objective that that side of it, you know, the mm. Mm. Yeah. And that's like the the thing, you know, you're asking whether we have experienced something recently as weird as like our initial right. period yeah, yeah. of sync. And I often like I was thinking about this as well recently that because it, it see I can see two kind of possibilities here that that somehow we are slowly getting more used to certain things yes for sure like, that's happening. that's clearly yeah. a thing like there are, there are things that happen on a daily basis now that would have freaked me out <laughs> yeah five they years would have been ago. like reality ending yep. several years ago yeah <laughs> uh so it's weird because in that sense i can look at like my daily life now and it's not a very heavy like sink storm but it's almost like the fact that i've become very acquainted and i feel normal with a threshold level of yes yeah light sink is somehow in some ways it feels weirder than the yeah. than the heavy initial you're, you're right yeah yeah i don't know yeah. no I, <laughs> I think i completely agree yeah there's something i don't know well it is weirder because you realize that mm, here's sort of what i'm experiencing earlier yep. on i think in my sink work um well oh gosh maybe that sorry i'm just instantly recalibrating what i was about to say in my head before i even said it you know um i was just i'll just start with what i was going to say i was going to say early on there was a treasure hunt aspect you know it's Mm. like these were very precious rare things and every time a sync would happen it was like a marvel and you you felt the need to like write it down even because it was they were so kind of punctuated for me yeah now it's just this constant trickle of stuff all the time. And I think that's just a matter probably of of the of our perception adjusting to it, right? It's like mm. I think maybe low see it, it it starts to seem like sync is just, you know, a ubiquitous presence that that is always operative in small ways. And yeah. then maybe sometimes is operative in more concentrated ways. But the reason I was about to cut myself off is because I, I also think that hmm. there is still a treasure hunt aspect to it. It's just that my standards for what constitutes a real gem hmm. are impossibly high now and yet <laughs> are being met like, like with abundance, you know, like I can't believe some of the things I've been running into recently that they just hmm. we'll have to talk about the, the whole circle k thing at some point yeah <laughs> yeah just no, a i would love to crazy situation there that i 
uh, it's like the thing is, is I couldn't. The, the funny thing about it though is that I couldn't have perceived how perfect this diamond is hmm. before. I would have seen. I would have seen other parts of it. Basically, the 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 the, the parts of it that demand less from you to make sense of. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just have I, a real I, feeling of like a filling in of detail or something or of of precision or something as it goes on it's like aggregative in a crazy way that that i think on the whole i agree is weirder <laughs> it's mm-hmm. weirder than uh, because it i don't know it's just it's so much more structured and organized than i thought i think yeah. I, I don't know does that make sense at all what yeah <laughs> no it's funny because i i have been thinking about this a lot that um this thing about you now being able to perceive something that before you wouldn't have perceived yeah um yeah. I, I i have this weird feeling like it kind of connects to what you said earlier that you feel sync is operative all the time right yeah. <laughs> it's just the, like i feel there is almost like a what you call it uh you know when <laughs> in ufo experiences and stuff like that there is always yeah. this idea that you can see an alien but it's so traumatic that actually you think you're looking at like a yes bird. yeah the whole screen memory thing yeah, yeah yeah i feel as if it's there is something going on with um <laughs> reality <laughs> where yeah you mentioned something like that in a recent video yeah yeah like I wonder if it's sort of like not just one screen memory, but like uh, almost like just a, a chain huge of, rich. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And and so that there is like a level of sync that is too traumatic. It's present all the time, but you yes. just don't see it. Yes. And yeah. you slowly like get comfortable with it or something. Or maybe not comfortable is not the word, but you kind of... um. You do. Uh, you acclimate a little. Well, gosh, there really is a quality to it, isn't there? Of of feeling like you've kind of woken up in a weird zoo or something. <laughs> I feel like I'm being yeah. watched in a weird way, mm. you know, because yeah. something else is like invested and involved in what's going on in my life. It seems. Mm. Uh, just today, I had this weird experience. An experience mm. that you know, it's one of those things that like you know, a year ago would have completely freaked me out like mm. i'm trying to track down this alex winter movie yeah it's uh <laughs> that's funny because i said freaked me out there which relates <laughs> to this movie but uh but so the, uh whatever it's a movie called fever and it's uh i watched the trailer and like the first image in this trailer is a big shot of the twin towers so i'm like okay i have to watch this mm-hmm. i yep. can't find it anywhere it's like it just doesn't seem available um mm. But so I found this other movie called Fever that has nothing to do or it initially seemed like it had nothing to do with 9-11 sync. Mm-hmm. In the end, I think maybe it does somehow in a weird way. Um, but but what it really was was just a bunch of stuff that really relates to my life. Like uh-huh. I had a really strong personal reaction to it. But it's like I was led into it accidentally I don't know. I feel somehow that I'm learning to separate the personal and the collective dimensions of this stuff as well. Like mm. the personal sinks are getting much more personal 
and the collective stuff seems ever more objective and impersonal to me yeah. i don't know yeah um Sorry, that was yeah. kind of a disorganized series of thoughts. There. No, no, <laughs> it's funny because, like, I think I'm going through a similar kind of process with um, astrology. Mm, so I, I suppose astrology is serving as like a framework for me to deal with the objectivity of sync. <laughs> right? Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, totally. Where, like, I'm starting to see this thing where sometimes I can be having a lot of synchronicities relating to elephants, for example, and it feels as if it's an incredibly subjective thing that just relates to my personal life. But recently I'm seeing how this can connect to the experience of other people in mm, that mm. maybe I'm seeing the symbol of the elephant during a specific transit where you oh, know, interesting. the elephant is somehow resonant of a certain energy and maybe... Like, I am experiencing an elephant, but other people will be experiencing other things. But that maybe they're all sort of, they yeah, are yeah, yeah. connected in some way. Yes, yeah. And it weirdly connects this um, subjective with the objective. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why, yeah did no, you pick, why did you pick scary. elephant, by the way? Is that just yeah, a really funny. random example or was there... <laughs> well like that was the first thing that came to mind but as i was saying it um two things because i have been noticing mind. elephants <laughs> oh recently. shit yeah. not right in a major way but it's one it's, yeah. it's a one of a few kind of i would say like background level images that i've seen i've mm. just noticed a bit recently yeah funny <laughs> right but that, that's bears funny. as um, well elephants and bears seem on my radar for some reason you know, yeah, it's funny. There do, there do seem to be certain alim, animals that then that come up yeah. for for more people. I don't like um bears, elephants, like Yeah, totally. It does seem like some spirit animal thing, you know. Mm, like uh, there are certain animals that exist on planet Earth, but I've never really seen related to like sink stuff. True. Yeah, uh, but I, that doesn't mean that they can't like. I, that's just sort of like a, a little hypothesis I'm throwing out there. But like, I. No, it does seem like yeah. there's there's a, f a small collection of like popular, mm. <laughs> spirit animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, just just to quickly answer that, like that I I, as I was saying it, I thought of Ganesha or Ganesha, the uh -huh, Indian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I most often seem to sort of think of in relation to the elephant, I guess. That and the whole memory thing, those two things. Oh, that's interesting. They never forget, right? <laughs> that's very interesting because I think what, what I always relate to Ganesha is that I think Ganesha is like very mental. Oh, it's interesting. About, yeah, I don't know much I, I, about Ganesha. I don't know much about it. So I, I um, you know... The listeners can judge. Sure, but, yeah. Um, I, I think that it's somehow related to Mercury. Very sort of mental, ah. very... I have this weird feeling that Ganesha is somehow a Hindu version of Mercury. They're probably not completely the same, but something to do with communication and mental stuff. I may be completely yeah, missing the mark here. I... <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, that's, it that's, seems I remember reading. It seems like it makes sense to me. I don't know for some something about the elephant um, exudes sagely wisdom. I think that's mm. why they they have to have, they're supposed to have a long memory. They look old and wrinkly, don't they? So I think we project yeah. old, you know, crone and and old man things onto them. <laughs> mm. Or I do anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a, it's kind of like turtles. Or yes, something. very it's much this, like um, turtles. I think. Yeah, yeah. Animals that have lived a long time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do they well, actually? Um, do elephants actually live a long time? <laughs> Yeah, or is I, it I completely just, our weird human uh, symbol connection yeah, to them. No. <laughs> I, I was literally like that came into my mind um, after saying it. <laughs> uh, and also, I, like, just to throw it out there, I always think of this image of the world resting on the back of a turtle. Mm-hmm. There's these old images. I think like um, Joseph Campbell uses them sometimes as examples of images that relate to like the Axis Mundi where there's like a... Yeah, I love those pictures. A flat sort of circle yeah. that is the earth. And it's and I, I'm thinking of this because specifically the animals are, um, that are holding the earth are turtles and elephants, I think. There's like a square of four elephants. Right. That's so weird, yeah. <laughs> standing on top of a giant turtle shell. Well, it's funny. Um, I I uh I had turtles and tortoises growing up. They were like a major oh, pet for me. And nice. uh and and I turtles I often think of as relating to fractalness and recursion because it's that whole like turtles all the way down thing like yeah. Turtles resting on turtles resting on turtles infinitely. Mm. They're funny yeah, animals, yeah. though turtles. <laughs> so they just can, you know, they retract into their. They're they're just like built for robust longevity. So they are very similar to elephants in in the symbol space. I'd say, yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're they're all hard skinned too, aren't they? Like they're, you know. Oh, of course. Elephants aren't reptiles, but they but they have. That kind of character, their skin's very kind of like sun-dried and and mm. leathery. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it would be yeah. interesting to do a, to do it a podcast where we we just entirely just drift around symbol space with no like <laughs> attempt to like have any narrative content at all. You know. I love it because um, <laughs> this whole section of the podcast is just like us appreciating. <laughs> like yeah the spirit of the elephant basically yeah it's just like yeah man (laughs) cool (laughs) and i i I love it (laughs) totally me too it's great (laughs) but um wow it's it's funny because like i think we both had so many things to say that we've opened up already loads of topics that i would have loved to explore and that i don't remember yeah same yep yep (laughs) oh well (laughs) well let's talk let's talk about us because we both just watched that recently right oh of course yes okay yeah 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 yeah. cool uh yeah wow strange strange fucking movie dude (laughs) strange film yeah it's funny for, for me watching it it's so full of red twin stuff but I don't feel that in the in the film it's 
very related to a 9-11 context. It doesn't seem that way. It seems like the twins are almost used as a euphemism just for sync or for like yep. objective sync or something because it just keeps like escalating. And then the last image is this unbroken chain of red twins like stretching over the earth, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I know what you mean. It It's kind of... Um... With precisely three helicopters circling in the image, I'd like to know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I.e. three planes, maybe. Like the analysis Ooh. system that lets you see Oh. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, strange. And <laughs> it's funny because, like, mm, the Twin Towers do appear at the beginning... I missed it because I, I think I was literally in the bathroom. I think I missed the shot of the Twin Towers. Right, right. It's Is it's, it really right it, at the beginning? Because I, I must have missed it then. Because I didn't see them. I was looking for them because you mentioned it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's literally, I think, the very first shot of the film, which is Fuck, kind of weird. That is so weird then. Well, then my whole it's not related to a 9-11 thing. But, it's, but it still seems mm. like that's just the... Well, it's a different phase of this story i guess (laughs) if if indeed it has anything to do with any of that i don't know i know like i think what i I can't see it any other way you know it's so strongly just in my face with red (laughs) twins sync stuff but yeah it's it's just like what i found weird about that is okay so i think um the film starts with um it's funny because i i I was also late because i was in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's the theme. Yes. But um I I kind of entered the cinema and I think there's this initial kind of black screen with text mm-hmm. talking about how there are so and so many miles of under underground like Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh what you call it? I think it, my tubage. dad mentioned that t- the text, yeah. Yeah. And then you just so get it's an like, underworld description right at the beginning, essentially. Yep. Yeah. And then you just get a shot of uh, so the little girl watching TV, uh, and <laughs> wow, in the eight in the in, in the eighties. Yeah. And this was weird for two yeah, reasons. Yeah, I missed this. The, the first image I saw was at the carnival already. Uh, yeah. Yep. It it just has a little shot of her watching TV and then it like jumps to the, to the carnival. Um, and as she's watching TV, so I think there's like a, the first thing she's watching is something about the world trade center. I don't know what it is. Some, some like advertisement or something. And then the second thing is like a TV ad about this, um, chain, like a, you know all the red twins they're doing this chain yeah yeah that's something she saw on tv at the beginning oh uh like it's one of these like charity events oh that's on tv it's like one of these things of let's join hands to save the planet or something like that how Um, interesting a charity thing kind of yeah what's weird what i found weird is that in between those two shots the twin towers and the chain thing the tv kind of goes um black like it's sort of there's a little pause in between. Oh, weird. Okay. And in that pause, you can see the girl's reflection on the TV. Oh, wow. <laughs> so considering what the whole... What is this movie doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like so 
clear and direct. It's and it's like what else? What is anything else happening in that scene, or is it really just her looking at this TV? I think is there like a conversation happening, like some other reason, or is it just it's, it's the whole movie seems like it's so like laser focused on this issue of twinness hmm. constantly. I, how weird that it instantly relates it to the twin towers like that though and like and like images of them on tv <laughs> mm. weird and and th- th- what i find strange about that as well is that um like we have spoken i think in other in the other podcasts this is an issue clearly that um that hasn't been explicitly shown in movies for a long time, right? That, that right. For a long for a long time, any movie with the Twin Towers in it was a taboo thing, right? So, or, or it was just, or it was like very explicit historical reenactment kind of thing. Mm, Here's a movie yeah. about nine eleven with Charlie Sheen. That, oh, that yeah. exists, right? I don't know what that. I haven't seen any of these movies. It would be interesting to watch the actual movies about nine eleven. <laughs> mm. Oliver Stone did a thing. There's like a few of them, but, but yeah, but but this is a different thing now because it it does seem like maybe this film is, you know, it, it's perhaps making some kind of a of a conscious comment on like a post nine eleven world in some way. Yeah. You know? Um. So that's it has it's to interesting be aware to see that fiction. Using... Yeah, it must be right. So it is interesting to see to see our fiction start to allow. 9-11 to exist as a context instead of mm. as an event, you know, mm. and then to explore the the world of 9-11 in, in some kind of way, you know, the extended world of 9-11, which is just our world, I guess. That is so strange because <laughs> I suppose what's happening, and I think you, you've said this again in the past, is that maybe enough time has passed now that at, at a mainstream collective level, we are beginning to yeah look at the event symbolically yes in a in a mainstream way exactly it's so that's actually such a cool angle because hmm. it reminds me of um that painting you know that fam- famous one with the about 911 with the two figures in yeah. red blindfolds uh-huh right yeah and i use that as an example of like look here's an artist who is consciously thinking how do i represent 911 symbolically and the first thing he goes for is like twins with red elements on them, you know? Mm. Uh, and so maybe Us is further, uh, like another example of that. Maybe it really is a film about 9 11 in, in some kind of way. Um, not maybe in quite the laser focused way I, I'm imagining or something, but like we say, as a context. Mm. And wow, look, it's like no surprise, exactly the same imagery is appearing again. It's more red twin things <laughs> so it is a really yeah. natural quite natural way to represent that event symbolically i think if not yeah. you know if nothing else maybe it, it just points to that i don't know yeah it, it it does i think what that's one of the things that seemed weird about us is that it felt uh yeah much more aware of what it was doing yes and maybe because of that, I didn't find it to be a particularly like sinky film in mm. in an un- uncanny way. 
personally, simply because I felt as if a lot of the things, I mean, it was sinky in the sense that it, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Jordan Peele probably, you know, hasn't really thought of the movie in the kind of terms that we would read it. Right, so right, that, yeah, yeah. In that, in, that, in that sense, I can see it being sinky in a, like, a unconscious way. But I think it's right. almost like the more conscious the material becomes from the director's point of view, the less eerie and uncanny it seems to me. Uh-huh, like, yes, I know what I you feel, mean. I feel yeah. it like as if Hellraiser, it seems as if it's completely just, like, ghostly exactly yeah i know exactly what you mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I it's don't not know. us is not like that it it's mm. not um uh, except i uh, for me i think maybe certain aspects of it are like the fact that there's this emphasis on the bloody red hand which is consistently mm. the right hand which is yeah. which is also introduced to us with an image of a fox Oh. I find that stuff quite ghostly because it just relates to this whole business so directly. Yeah, uh, that 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 is yeah, that's definitely. But those out are of yeah. But those are I I don't, I didn't notice a a ton of that, you know. Mm. It, it it there were a few moments enough to make me feel very weird, but um. But I agree. Overall, it 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 feels very worked. Like even. Even the direct sync references, you know, that's mm. so weird to start to see that stuff. It's the second <laughs> example I've I've seen of that of like eleven eleven as a as a mm. plot point in a movie or TV show. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know how to feel about it. It uh, it makes me weirdly uncomfortable. I yes, think. yes, at, same. At, I don't know why exactly though. At a social level, I think it makes me weirdly mm. uncomfortable because, like, um, it it this this is so difficult to like explain, but it's almost as if it it suggests that a, a collective sort of awareness of synchronicity is arriving at least that's yeah it really seems that way i keep trying to resist that for some reason yeah but there are a lot of of increasingly strong indications that that's Mm. happening even at just the level of a pop cultural fad or something but something seems like it's Mm. arising I, i agree yeah and i suppose there's something that makes me uncomfortable about that because the implications are really strange. <laughs> yeah, they're very, very strange. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh... Well, that's the thing is I don't know how to... That, that's, that is another thing I'd say about us is as, as an example of that process, it still feels very strange to me because mm. it's like when are, do people realize that us is a... Uh, a movie about an actual apocalypse that <laughs> is about, mm. you know, like, or, and not just us, but in general, that these films that we're showing ourselves about these weird end of the world information disasters from within, increasingly, mm-hmm. that, that those are like, because yeah, w- w- part of what it would mean, I suppose, for, for Sync to arrive in that way is 
is this whole issue of fantasy and reality falling into each other in a way that it's hard for me to imagine what it would look like for the collective to go through that together. Yeah. It doesn't seem, first of all, like the kind of thing you can go through collectively. No. In, except in weird sci-fi kinds of scenarios, you know, <laughs> which makes me really start to worry about technology and screens and all this because I, I do start to imagine something like very much like the matrix somehow where mm. like a soft version of that you know where people are just isolated like me in their apartments you know but kind of that would be sort of together alone enough maybe to to for everyone to fall into their own image systems mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it is such a <laughs> it seems so personal thing because like it constantly uh, reminds me of my experiences with mushrooms mm. because like you say I've that's the that's sort of the most intensely I have ever felt the melting between the waking and the Mm -hmm. dream world. And it's such a, exactly it. It's such a personal experience at the same time. It isn't, (laughs) it isn't because your, your, your whole sort of personality, you become identified with many different, um, locuses of, uh, of self. And another thing, while I'm on the topic of psychedelics, I just want to bring two points that yes. have come up in the conversation and I think may go in this direction. One is that for me, mushrooms definitely did sort of <clears throat> open up this world where synchronicity is present all the time in that uh, it it was such a sort of complete stream of sync to the point where you couldn't really differentiate um, one thing from another <laughs> sort of a <laughs> right and and so did that, you say something recently that that like the psychedelic you view the psychedelic experience almost as a sub experience of sync am i, am I putting words in your mouth there? oh <laughs> it's sort that, of like sync is the bigger container in some weird way just this experience of connection you know right well i mean it it definitely like mm, i definitely feel like that that's one of the weird things about psychedelics in my opinion is that it's more intense mm-hmm. than anything i've experienced but that doesn't make me feel that it's more mm, <laughs> growth that it's more producing in, maybe something like that yeah or more more like it, it's intense in one way, but it's it's not intense in another. Like right, it, right. I, 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 it's yeah, really kind of um. The the only thing I can relate relate it to in my experience is, uh, like out of body experiences that I've had, and mm-hmm. and then like really bad cannabis trips where things break yeah. down in funny ways. But uh, but but relating it to those things, I, I would agree in my experience that the really really intense like fly out of my body kind of experiences 
are like roller coaster rides. You know, they they're very. It's a big sort of like a shamanic spectacle, you know, but it it doesn't. Uh, yeah. They don't always contain. Uh, it's the subtle stuff that really kills you in the end, right? That's. Mm. <laughs> the biggest ego deaths come from the tiniest details once the right yeah. context is in place around those details you know <laughs> totally yeah. yeah that that yeah i think it's something about that and um and also just that uh right so so the the f- final thing about psychedelics is that <clears throat> it reminds me of what terence mckenna says about the dmt elves Mm -hmm. where he's saying that they want him to not give in to feelings of amazement right like they're saying you know don't don't give in to amazement learn to sort of be with this which is something that happens in lucid dreams as well where like if you give in to amazement you wake up uh and totally this yeah. for some reason like what we were saying before about sync and different levels of sync that it's as if you slowly get acquainted with things to the point where you can experience them at a daily level and they don't f- amaze you in in like a in an earth-shattering kind of way right yeah or yeah you've you've integrated that amazement into your worldview. Yes. I can even be around other people while they're happening and like not freak out now. (laughs) Yeah. Could just be my private little joke with the universe or whatever. (laughs) And, and that I think just bring, brings it back to what we were saying about what does this mean for a collective awakening of sync? Right. Because, um, all this issue of, which things you are able to integrate and which things will amaze you so much that you just, they will kind of throw you back or something out into the... I don't know. It, like, yeah. (laughs) It does seem like the, the amaze, the astonishing is like a phase of, of it, a phase of the medicine, you know? Hmm. It uh, maybe it's a recurring phase. I don't know, but it, but it does seem like there are periods where it it goes for the jugular. It really yes. wants to show you a spectacle, you know, and maybe a like <laughs> detail aligned thing that <laughs> mm. blows blows your brain in the other direction, you know. Um, mm. And periods where it doesn't seem like that very much at all. Periods where it just seems like a friendly hello, even, and then it goes away. You know, it's just—it's just. I never even know. I don't know. I, I'm increasingly like anthropomorphizing it, like the sink mind or whatever it is. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'm also never really sure that we're not dealing with just a bunch of stuff that. <laughs> it's weird. It's just messages without knowing who's sending them. We just know that they're messages because mm. they're organized enough to be read. What a weird situation. <laughs> One sender, multiple senders, no idea. You know, Is that even the right way to think about what it is? No idea. But somehow mm. 
Somehow yeah. you can read these messages though. Uh, and they're very like well-written and they connect to each other through time and all kinds of weird things that clearly means it's organized somehow. Hmm. Yeah. It's funny because like I've been anthropomorphizing it more in recent years as well. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I find that's an interesting trend that we are both going that through is interesting. at the same time. Yeah. Because I think I would have... A few years ago, I would have really disliked to anthropomorphize it too much, I think. I felt much more comfortable with a kind of like an organic mechanical system <laughs> same that, yeah yeah that is i really sort of, went through that same arc i think yeah and i still like that perspective i i suppose yeah it's, it's still if, it still resembles that at times you know mm. but but there are these other layers to it aren't there <laughs> yeah 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 well here's so here's i don't know if, if we talked about this before uh on the recording did we talk once and not record it maybe or something or? yeah we had a good one yeah and, and we didn't record it <laughs> oh well <laughs> well something very very weird that happened to me during the hellraiser analysis that mm -hmm. was a, like a new level of weird s spectacle that i don't think has probably been surpassed uh was just like <sighs> How do you even describe this? Basically, it was like I'm, I'm finishing work on this thing and realizing that the whole film is kind of an instruction on some, about something I'm supposed to do in my fantasy world to, to do with ground zero and a mm -hmm. bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then as that's happening, I just have this feeling of like, oh, this is the, the strangest thing. I, I feel embarrassed to even talk about it, actually. But like... Mm -hmm because it sounds like a story I'm making up, but the light bulb in this room started flickering, like fucking, I mean, like there was an electrical problem. Like I was worried it was going to blow. Yeah. And, uh, and it stayed that way for like many hours <laughs> while I was editing this thing and also Ooh. feeling as if it's like the myth was saying the host of the nine of nine 11 dead are going to, heal you and then mm -hmm. i kind of felt that in my not kind of i had intense bodily experiences of like like i don't know how to describe it like deep body trauma grief like being excised you know and then this light wow. bulb is flickering and then the crazy fucking thing dude is i'm looking at this light bulb right now in my lamp and it's fine mm -hmm. it's two months later and this bulb is fine there's not a single problem with it i can't make it do anything but just on that one day <laughs> during that exact period it was just freaking out somehow wow so that was like a real i mean i don't know how it was flickering like it i i, I do think there's a problem in the lamp like if i fuck with it a lot i can get it to flicker on and off a little bit but i have mm -hmm. to really go at it for some reason on that day i couldn't get it to stop you know it was like just going crazy yep. so that was yeah. to me it was like it was like it approached like a poltergeist kind of thing like it was really really fucking weird uh because there yep. were a million other you know you know how it goes like there were a million other sinky things going on too like 
It's just everything was a message during that period. Mm. Mm. You mentioned, yeah. you know, so I sent you some of those photographs and all this stuff. And it all connected to the discovery of this new pattern that then <laughs> I'm now like just uh, correlating all this material through again. And it's working in this crazy. It's just the whole thing. That is a level of weird that I think would have sent me probably to like the hospital, you know, if it had happened a year <laughs> in advance. But it was like I was ready to to accept it on some yeah. level. Barely, you know. After that happened, I had to take like a month away from looking at screens, basically. I just couldn't <laughs> do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I think my, yeah, my yeah. I think my you know, my my dad was probably a little weird because you know, I think he's a little offended because I like I kept I kept declining to watch TV shows with him and stuff, but I just couldn't like be in front of yeah. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I know what you mean. And and anyway, I mean, people are the probably first thing I'm making that all up, right? <laughs> sounds so unbelievable. I can't even believe it happened. Still, I keep thinking it, I must have misunderstood something. Clearly, that <laughs> light bulb did blow up, and I replaced it, and I just don't remember. But no, I really think that- it happened that way. That's the weird thing that like, I and and it's funny because this is also something I've been thinking about recently. Is this connection between the concept of synchronicity and the concept of energy? Yeah, and yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> because I think that in this period of slowly getting comfortable with more objective sides of synchronicity, um, somehow that has gone hand in hand for me with also kind of accepting a slightly more objective aspect to the idea of energy. Mm. Um, in, and it's like, it's, it's a really weird thing to talk about because um, I think that uh, it's very abstract. <laughs> At least I, I, I see it in a very abstract way, but, but totally, I think that, well, actually, maybe you can help me just mm-hmm. at a very basic level. Like, I don't feel that I have any idea what energy means, even in a right. scientific context, you know, when, when people say mm. that. Um, what are we talking yeah. about, really, with energy? <laughs> right. I think, like, it's funny because mm, the reason that word seems comfortable for me to use mm. is... Because... Uh, my initial sort of um, knowing of the word energy was through Jung and using it as a sort of psychological metaphor or model. So oh, I, interesting. I, because Jung has this book called On Psychic Energy. And I, it's the first book by Jung I read, actually. My father gave it to me. <laughs> and... Um, it's just an essay where he's kind of distancing himself from Freud saying that in his view, Freud is mechanistic Mm. Mm -hmm. in that like, so he's saying, okay, Freud is mechanistic. I am energetic kind of thing. Or he's sort of putting those two. (laughs) I, (laughs) energetic. Freud is mechanistic. That's so funny. (laughs) Well, I just imagined that in Keanu Reeves' voice. (laughs) Nice. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, um, I, like yeah he 
never explicitly says that, but it's sort of he does mention. No, I know what you mean though. Yeah, yeah. He does uh, mention Freud and libido. And I stuff haven't. Like that. I haven't actually read that that one, but I've seen Jung <laughs> do sort of mm. make similar comparisons to Freud. Yeah, where like he's saying, okay, so for Freud, um, he's focusing on. In some way, you could say probably that Freud is focusing on individual events. Like, for example, there's an event in your childhood, like you saw a redhead. And then for the rest of your life, you've only been attracted to redheads. Something like <laughs> right, that. Right, yeah. And then for, for Freud, it's like a billiard ball situation. I see, yeah, interesting. The initial encounter with the redhead is the Causative important element, one. yeah. It causes you to like redheads. Right. Whereas for Jung, all of those events, all of the times that you've been attracted to redheads, including... That initial time, yeah. That initial childhood time, are all part of a wave. They're all dots on a wave. Yeah, 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 interesting. I love this. So so that it's a causal, in the sense that he he's not focusing on what caused what, but the... Like the, the general trend and which direction it is, is it going in? Mm. The wave is going in this direction, or it's it's mm. it's as if Freud is focused on the past and Jung is focused on the future in some way. That a very simplistic kind. Yeah, of yeah, and it thing, does also but, uh, seem to maybe slightly map onto particle versus wave in some funny way. Like right. Saying, yeah. And and so. Uh, so yeah, f- f- for me, for a long time, I liked seeing energy just in this sense of um, symbol and archetype in the sense of different objects or different events mm-hmm. that are all part of a same wave or a same kind of system. Yeah. And you're looking at the at what, what can you abstract from them or something like that. I don't know. Uh but also, maybe in more specific terms, that like Jung uses an example of of different magical rituals actually from uh, anthropology, like uh, different tribal societies and different rituals that they have, and he's looking at like you know a ritual where you make a hole in the ground and then you grab like a a stick. And you just poke that hole with the stick or something like that. You put that stick into the hole in the ground and you are fertilizing the ground, let's say. Mm. You're, you're, at least, you know, depending on which anthropological read. But the, the, sure. he's, he's, he's saying that mm, in, in that ritual, the intention is to fertilize the ground and so on. And so that after doing it, the everyone in the society is like very focused on 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 the harvest i don't know how to say it like mm. that would be a very psychological read saying that mm, you have put a lot of energy into a specific symbol so now that symbol uh is you're focused on it 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 burns brighter in your mind than another symbol <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um so difficult but 
so I don't know. I I I I feel like maybe I'm getting a little lost in this. I mm, don't know if mm. maybe you want to like add something. Well, <laughs> though I don't know because we were just talking about energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, so um, there's a few things I was thinking of. Um, I also I, I'm pretty sure that the first thing I ever read by Jung was something given to me by my dad. I think it was Memories, Dreams, Reflections. Oh, interesting. In my case, it's because I think I think I'm remembering this correctly. I'd been assigned to do some essay for some middle school class or something mm-hmm. that was supposed to be about like a life changing experience, and I wanted to write about my, my like out of body experiences. So yeah. I think it was part of like research material for that. Oh, cool! My dad was like, I could read about this collective unconscious thing. <laughs> it meant nothing to me at the time. I don't think I really, you know, looked at it that closely. Um, interesting yeah um so i don't know that uh in terms of energy the first time i ever really thought about energy was in like electronics engineering contexts mm. uh, but i don't really understand what that means you know yeah at yep. that in there i just think of it it's like water flowing through these little pipes in these circuits i design you know it's very yeah. weird I have a very weird, like, um, practical understanding of it that doesn't mm-hmm. tell me at all what it is <laughs> in, like, any way. Uh, and then probably the first time I thought about energy philosophically was already in a psychological context, like like you're saying. Probably mm-hmm. was... Uh, probably was... At the same time, I was get, started to get into, like, cybernetics and Bateson and all that stuff and thinking yeah. about information and the way that information and energy relate but i never really understood that stuff um at that very fundamental level it's funny with those Mm. things you know i often wonder if i understand it less than other people or if i in some strange way maybe understand it more than other people which causes me to feel more confused because actually we don't have any idea what any of these things are maybe yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? Energy is such a strange idea. What are we talking it's about? A, it's a really abstract idea, exactly. Yeah. Because that's the, the thing that constantly gets to me is that when we visualize it as water flowing through pipes. Yeah. And 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 obviously that, that's the only way we can visualize it because... Uh, that's the problem with it. Any visualization will be material. Right. You will right. You will use water or gas or fire or th- material exactly. yeah, things. Yeah. And yet, in order for it to not be... If, if, if we're going to say that it's something that exists somehow in opposition to matter or, or something like that, then it isn't material. Right. So uh, the only thing that can't... That isn't material, I think, and I think that's somehow maybe what I find interesting about the Jung thing, mm. the only thing that isn't material is the relationship between materials. Ah. Uh, or, or, or like the, the... So how would you say that like mathematics fits in? Um, because couldn't right. we couldn't we understand... Ener- I mean, we couldn't maybe, but couldn't mm-hmm. a mathematician underst- or, if, or if just a physicist understand energy mathematically as opposed to mm. in a visual metaphor, which is what I would think of as a as an engineer rather than as a fifth, you know, a theoretical 
physicist yeah. or something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I've been trying to think about this a lot because my problem or like my bias, I think, is that I will always sort of, it always leads me to some sort of like mystical, weird kind of idealism. Mm-hmm. where <laughs> it always kind of leads me to a point where consciousness is absolutely like necessary yeah 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 for the concept of energy interesting but that's sort of my bias right right because <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm kind of it always leads me down that whole uh yeah, well, it's it's inescapable at at maybe at maybe more than this level, but at least at the level of of like what we can know about energy is mm. something we will know in consciousness. So it's mediated by all that stuff. Yeah, at least that, right? Yeah, which is something that it seems to me, for some reason, sci- the scientific world doesn't take very seriously or pay very much attention to. I think because mm. they've had a really good run of predicting things with their models mm-hmm. quite accurately. So I think it's inflated their sense of of something like <laughs> ontological <laughs> um, um, transparency or something. Uh, but that's kind of run out already, really, I think. It's just yeah. that the attitude hasn't caught up yet with the fact that once we're done understanding these simple sort of Newtonian level systems, like things get quite incomprehensible again. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's weird to think, do you just, sorry, I guess it's slightly changing gears, but yeah. like, um, how do you relate to like the world of like quantum mechanical pop cultural material? Like, like yeah. that movie, what the bleep do we know? <laughs> You know what I'm oh, talking about? Wow. Things like yeah. that that are, they're like quantum theory exists, therefore, and then just a bunch of weird stuff. I, I have a mm. complicated relationship with that stuff, you know, because I think that yep. the weird stuff is also like true in its own domain or something. And I and I mm. think that quantum mechanics as a metaphor is an okay metaphor to describe mm. those other things, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it also is just just seems like an interesting study in like our weird cultural neuroses surrounding science and truth and <laughs> and yeah. like admissible knowledge and all kinds of weird stuff i don't know i know it's strange it's almost as if <clears throat> it's <laughs> it's kind of um to use quantum mechanics as a metaphor for or like as an explanation for spiritual stuff doesn't do justice to the spiritual stuff right and, and at the same time also or doesn't do justice to the, yeah. to the fucking like quantum mechanical stuff yeah uh, we should we should have we should apologize to the ghost of robert anton wilson because he did that so <laughs> much but sorry yeah. rob i think it's just a little bullshit that whole thing yeah i just think it's a bit bullshit <laughs> it, it's funny it's it's interesting you bring that up because the only thing by robert anton wilson i've read is uh cosmic trigger uh-huh, yeah. And I remember there were that book was amazing, but there were parts in it that I was like, what? 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, that's his, that was his whole thing, you know. It was just... Yeah, yeah. I think it's all in good humor and with maximum self-awareness and all that. I'm not actually criticizing him, yeah. really, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I think that, I think, but I think that he also inspired a bu- bunch of people that took it more seriously, that particular aspect of it, you know. Mm-hmm. The quantum mechanics as the as the magic word that lets you have any you know, that just that just lets you continue to relate to the psychological domain in a quasi projective externalized way, I guess. Is really what that does, right? Yeah. You're, yeah. It's just still it's just, you're still not quite seeing the <laughs> stark autonomy of the psychological aspect it uh-huh it has to be related to as a another dimension in the material world somehow you know yes yeah which yeah. maybe it is see that's the thing is i think at the very core of, of that idea maybe there is a connection between mm-hmm. the quantum level of the material world and what the psyche is doing because it's all one big system Right. We should assume there's some it's all working together somehow (laughs) and probably whatever consciousness is uh, does make use of, I would think, does make use of quantum something somehow, because that's the foundation of the physical world, apparently. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think it's weird to separate consciousness out of it. Of course, it's part of some quantum thing, but but that's not how it's used by the by like what the bleep do we know? It's used in a very. um, cartoon projection map kind of way there (laughs) it's funny because like i hadn't thought of that film in years and Mm. i think it was one of the first things i ever watched that took me outside um convention Mm. (laughs) to put it oh interesting yeah well yeah it's exactly maybe maybe that film fulfills a very important function in some way (laughs) like it it again i think like yeah if i were to watch it again now i probably find it very i don't know maybe maybe i would find it very cringy that's my right judgment at the moment but i feel like at that stage in my life i wouldn't have accepted other explanations it's exactly. almost like the, yeah. the thing about screen memories and, and trauma. Totally. It was like, 